I don't know. You got to turn the mirror a little bit. Like I, I just had to think about it. Like, yeah, they got the rambling. Like that's very corny. And it's like, oh man, we, we got the same thing. I don't see really. There's not a whole lot. There's not much of a difference there. Patty Mahomes. Yes. Yes, please. Patty. MVP <laughs> Patty. I love you. Patty Mahomes. Oh, oh, man. Yeah, we all picked, we all picked yeah. Mahomes. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> we all picked Mahomes. I, yeah, I love Patty, too. I mean, fuck. <laughs> well, it's the same. I'd let Dalvin Cook. Let Dalvin Cook. What else do I say? I like that. Hey, what is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Muff Podcast. As always, my name is Boaz, and I'm joined by Lemire and Aaron. What's up, guys? Lemire, that's a How you doing, hideous jersey. Hideous jersey. Hey, oh, yeah. I was saving that for later, all right? Okay, okay. I didn't see that. Whoops. Sorry, cut that out. Uh, wow. <laughs> What's up, guys? Uh, and uh, later, that's an interesting shirt you have there. Yeah, thank you. Oh. I think I played it off good. Got All right. It. Um. Uh, you know, solid intro as always. And uh, with that being said, let's get into the episode. Every week, we like to do our highlights of the week. Aaron, why don't you start us off? What is your highlight All right. of the week? My highlight of the week is not A's related, but is actually what? baseball related. I know, oh, baseball man. related in whole. So Rob Manfred has announced that the universal DH will not be a thing in 2021. So basically, if you guys are unfamiliar, 2020, they had, due to the COVID and all that stuff, it was a very weird season. They had a designated hitter in the AL and the NL, which means for in the NL, which normally does not have a designated hitter, the designated hitter would hit for the pitcher. And the AL usually has a designated hitter, but the NL doesn't. So I don't, I don't know why that is. It would just make more sense to have it from both sides. But he's announcing that they're not going through with it. That's interesting to me because, you know, watching pitchers hit is not very not very entertaining. So give you guys a comparison of what that's like. It's like watching a punter throw a football. You know, it's, it's exciting. But and it's funny, but yeah, but uh, if you see it, you keep seeing it over and over again. It's yeah, just if you like, see it nine you know, times a game. That's no fun. Uh, you know, exactly. I disagree with you. But, you know, I, I, who's that Rams? <laughs> who's a Rams punter? That guy, uh, he used to play like he used to be a quarterback. Johnny uh, Hecker. Hecker. Johnny Hecker. Yeah, he's. I, you know, I watch. I watch him throw it. <laughs> yeah. Well. Anyways. So with the Universal DH, you know, the viewership of MLB was actually like really up last year. It actually got better views than the, the NBA Finals. With- You're welcome. And, and nobody MLB. wanted to watch. Le- nobody wanted to watch LeBron. <laughs> yeah. No one wanted to watch LeBron and the Lakers. But that's that's besides the point. But I, I feel like it'd just be more exciting for the game if they just have a DH on both sides instead of just having some like pitcher who like doesn't even practice just come up there and like swing at three pitches and then strike out every time. You know, it just kind of kills the inning. So, yeah, you know, that's just my opinion. I think they should go with the Universal DH, but, you know, Rob Manfred doesn't agree with that. So, yeah. I, you know, I'm a big Rob Manfred. Rob Goatfred supporter, you know, <laughs> that's how I always call him. And, uh, you know, I, whatever he says, I, I will firmly stand by that. And, uh, you know, Rob Manfred, you're, you're the real MVP in my, you know, in my eyes and in, in my heart. <laughs> Put two of those together to dub, to dub. Arlen Meter, what's your highlight of the week? Uh, my highlight of the week actually just happened this morning, but the – Juventus soccer team. Sorry, I put that off really badly. Juventus played Barcelona in Champions League today in what might be Messi and Ronaldo's last meeting ever, head to head. And I think it doesn't matter who won. I per, you can have your opinions. I think it's just a great. It was, Messi's better. It was yeah, really yeah. fun to watch. I think it was uh, Juventus won three zero. Ronaldo scored two goals. Messi did. I mean, he's so, getting carried. That's uh, that's that's just one of the things. You know, it's 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 in Oh, you know, an American guy scored I mean, in that game. Winston yeah, McKinney's American. He he scored a beautiful goals. Wait, Lemire, was that like an actual game or was it like an exhibition okay. game? Like, no, no, it's like, Champions League. Champions League. Oh, so wait, but like this. It's like, like the premier tournament. 
Oh, okay. But so like if you lose, you get knocked out. Is that how? Is it yeah. Like no. Well, it's group stage right now. It's like the World Cup of clubs. Yeah, soccer. but like this is you know you know what I'm saying this is like a Mickey Mouse type of Champions Club. So like you know honestly, Messi just didn't want to participate. Like somebody of his you know and like you know Ronaldo's won it five that, times. That, well, yeah, that's well, no, but this year's a Mickey Mouse one because of COVID and all that, you know, just the way like the Lakers one doesn't count and all that, and the Dodgers doesn't count. So, like, this wouldn't count either. So, like, Messi was like, you know, I'm just saving myself for next year when it actually counts. That's really what it is. You know, Messi lost last year, he lost 7 0 in a game. Well, that's because he knew that in 2020, well, that's because he knew in 2020 that it was going to be coronavirus. So, he's like, you know, I'm going to save my, I'm going to save my energy for 2021 where he's just going to, you know, kick everybody's ass. That's, that's really what it is. All right, man. All right. But yeah, it was just a beautiful moment to see two of the greatest of all time play. Yeah, Big up Aston Villa, Grealish gang. Let's go. Let's go. Tyson Mings. Tyson Mings. <laughs> Matty Pass. I think it's Tyrone. I think it's Tyrone. Oh, Ty- I could call him Tyson Mings. It's Tyrone Mings. Yeah, it is Tyrone Mings. You know, I'm not, I'm not hey, a real fan. Tyson Tyrone. So I watch and, and I mean, at least yeah, you made basically. an attempt, man. I legit, like, I mean, uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, have a FIFA, I have a FIFA franchise with him and I'm one in five. That's not important. Oh, but, yeah. anyways. <laughs> I know there's one player and his name is Pepe, but I like it just as his. Oh, it's, yeah, uh, Pe- yeah. Pepe is pretty good. P-P-P- he plays P-P-P- for Portugal. Yeah, no, no, I just like his name, PP. And he just has one name, too. It's like the craziest thing. Like, I don't understand that in soccer. Like Nene. Yeah, that's exactly that's not, that's just, But that's just one example that in basketball. But, like, he just got one name. It's just PP. Yeah, they're a bunch of soccer guys like that. That's that's just that's sick. That's that, that's the coolest part. Okay, what's your highlight, man? My highlight of the week is um, Logan Paul. You know, Jake Paul was last week. We were talking about him and Nate Robinson. Uh, Logan Paul is fighting uh, Floyd Mayweather. Like, what the fuck? Like, I mean, who would have thought? I, I saw uh, Dana White was on a podcast and he was talking about, like, oh, this is the future of fighting. Like, I don't know if I really like this all that much. Like, those guys, like, worked their ass off in their whole, like, their whole career to get in a fight with somebody major. And then Logan Paul literally got his ass kicked by KSI and now he's getting a fucking fight with, um, you know, <laughs> one of the, one of the, the, like, the biggest probably boxer right now, like, there is. Like, I mean, uh, Mayweather is the biggest guy. Like, if you ask somebody who never watches boxing or just doesn't, like, really follow fighting in general, Mayweather is really the guy that you would know he's kind of you know um the, the staple of boxing and stuff like that so that's that's pretty crazy and there's also rumors of jake paul with being with conor mcgregor which is like you know if, the, if that happens the fucking paul family like the the paul family like good for them man. like because uh yeah that, that's just impressive i don't know i don't know what else to say okay let's get into our interview millimeter sat down with rambling fan you know big 49ers guy or not a big 49ers skin big rams guy misspoke there big rams guy not the biggest 49ers guy but you know it, he, he was nice about it you know we, we thought he was going to be big like you know fuck you fuck the 49ers you know fuck the 49ers fran- uh, you know the fan base fuck the 49ers franchise he was a really nice guy about it and uh yeah it was a really it's cool on the sport it was yeah thanks so much for coming on and uh check out this interview we're joined by a very special guest today rambling fan uh we got brett here thanks for coming on hey thanks for having me I mean, we got to get into, you know, the reason how this all started, how this all came about is, um, you, I mean, I checked, I was just looking through your tweets today, right before you came on, I was just looking at, um, I looked your name up and then I looked uh, 49ers as a tag just to see what you were saying. You got, um, you, just, you got an interesting relationship with 49ers fans just in general. Do you want to, I mean, I don't know, do you want to give us a little bit of background, maybe explain your side of the story of how it goes you know, between uh, you and the Niners? Sure. Um, uh, the 49ers have had a lot of success over the Rams. Um, and it's, uh, but it's been sort of played a little bit, I think, emphatically, because when you t- pull out the Rams 49ers head to head competition, the Rams are eight and two, and the Niners are three and seven. So, you know, I think it's a little bit of, of emphasis about the wrong end game that we're looking at here. Uh, the Rams are looking for a playoff spot. And the 49ers have a good team. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I have a lot of respect for the 49ers. Uh, but between COVID and injuries, 
this just isn't going to be the year. So, you know, it's it's all fun in sport. I think next year the 49ers are going to be uh, a very dangerous team. Uh, but uh, this just wasn't the year for it. So, you know, hey. You've been real nice about it, to be honest. I thought you were going to come on and you're going to, you know, throw all sorts of shade at the Niners fans. You've been, uh, you've been very uh, nice about it. You know, I mean, it's, it's tough. The Rams went through that last year, and, and there is nothing more heartbreaking than going into a game with two hands tied behind your back, you know, and you're basically forced to try to bite their kneecaps off. And, yeah, I mean, i got to give it to the Niners this year. That's how most of the games have gone. I mean, you've had – uh, no Garabolo, uh, no Kittle. I mean, you've had Sherman's been out for a while too. A number yeah. of your receivers have been out, and yet you're still putting up a fight. You're still showing up. Nobody's, except for the occasional trolling that goes on. Uh, you know, <laughs> nobody's been saying anything about we're injured. You know, take it easy on us. I mean, you guys are spitting fire the whole way. Um, so you know, a lot of respect, not a whole lot of love, but a lot of respect. <laughs> I gotta give I, it to the Rams fans. I would say that's mutual. Yeah, yeah. the Ramily. The, the I, I, <laughs> I I got a little bit of love towards the Ramily. I know you guys got a little bit of hate. The moment we like, I don't think I ever. I've never heard that before. Because I mean, we have our own corny nickname, the Niner. You know, the faithful. I guess hey, we gotta kind of turn the Ramily, man. I don't know. You gotta turn the mirror a little bit. Like I, I just had to think about it. Like yeah, they got the Ramily. Like that's very corny. And it's like, oh man, we we got the same thing. I don't see really. There's not a whole lot. There's not much of a difference there. Oh, but you know, let's be real. Uh, for the past two seasons. The NFC West has been the representative to the NFC Championship. And, you know, uh, um, I don't see that changing anytime soon. Now, it could be the Rams or Seattle this year. uh, But, you know, I I see the Saints. Everybody's saying, you know, fear the Saints, fear the Packers. But I don't see the Packers being that, you know, rough and tough, you know, team that can get there. And as far as the Saints, they're rough and tough. But Drew Brees, 11 ribs broken. Come on, he's going to be feeling that all the way through next year. So you know, I think it's I think it's the NFC West again, and I think I, it, I it think you're right. Yeah. Hey, we can mean, both, we can all agree that we don't like the twelve here. Ramley's all right. Faithful's all right. Twelves, no, we don't we don't mess with that. See, no, yeah, Seattle for sure. I mean, I'm I'm definitely hoping that the Rams do get like win the division. You know, if I'm going to go for any other team, I went for the Rams um in 18 when they went when they went to the Super Bowl. That was a year that I was actually. I mean, but that's just more because I don't like the Patriots. But I was like, you know, screw it, I'll go yeah. for the Rams. They're a fun team to watch. That was, uh, I mean, I the Rams have always fans been a fun in that team. game were anti-Patriots fans. I, I don't think <laughs> that there were a whole lot of yeah. Let's see Belichick win this one after cheating after a Deflate Gate. I mean. Let's all rally around Belichick and Brady. I wasn't seeing that. So, I mean, the the Rams and the one thing I, I think being a Niners fan, it's kind of easy as well to root a little bit for the Rams just because they're very similar. And especially now we're all seeing the similarities with the, they got these two coaches. They're just, the, I mean, super young, like some of the youngest coaches in the NFL right now. Uh, just yeah. both offensive geniuses in their own right and stuff like that. Both. Uh, and I, I think there's also a similarity with, I was going to go with Jared Goff and uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. I think there's also a little bit there. And they're both kind of guys that um, might be a little bit limiting to their situation, but I, I just see this, these two teams being very similar, especially with the Rams being built with a defense and the Niners doing that last year as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think that in, in, in some ways, I think the Rams are a year ahead of the 49ers and in other yeah. ways, I think the 49ers are a year ahead of the Rams. But I think you're spot on. I think it's really hard because we're almost doppelgangers of one another. I mean, let's face it. The Rams are going with a running back by committee that the 49ers perfected a year ago. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you know, and, and, and 
So there's a lot of similarities between the way our two teams are constructed, the way the philosophy is being uh, put to the field. Um, so I think that's probably part of the rivalry is that, hey, you bastards, that was our <laughs> play. Hey, you bastards, that was our idea. Um, uh, it'll really, really get bad if, from what I've seen, a lot of the 49ers fans are looking to sort of uh, poach uh, John Johnson, our safety, uh, next year. He's a free That's, agent. Yeah. And he is very popular in the Bay. Defense. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and, yeah. and if you get him, I mean, that rivalry is just going up to a completely different level. You know? And it's I think so it's like going to be Sherman. Tremaine Johnson, I remember a few years ago when he was just leaving the Rams. Uh, I remember that there were some Ram, uh, there were some Niners fans who wanted him as well. So that was yeah. There's always been kind of this thing like you know a steal from the teams around us. You know, let's make the rest of the teams worse. Let's get yeah. us better. Yeah, but I'm sort of the same thing with the Rams as well. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of good reasons for that because not only does it help your team, but it also kind of screws with your rival. Now exactly, they got to yeah. replace them. So you know, I, I you could check my some of my articles. There were a lot of times when I was out there putting on free agents that. The Rams should make a play for a free agent who was becoming available just to screw with Seattle, uh, the 49ers, or the Cardinals. Because, I mean, the reality is if you guys had gotten a Jamal Adams, I think it's a completely different season with or without all of your injuries. I just think that your defense is that good that if you had that one more player, you'd be unstoppable. So, yeah, I'm glad it worked out the way it did. <laughs> I can't I can't say the same but uh yeah no I I, I mean when Jalen Ramsey the same thing there was rumors about maybe him coming to Niners as well and then he went to the Rams and you're like fuck man the Rams are just getting better it's but yeah I don't know it's uh it goes both ways right because you guys have you guys have struggled with your cap space and I feel like John Lynch has almost kind of been um he's been a little bit conservative in that sort of thing he doesn't like making he makes like one big blockbuster trade and then I, I mean D4 hasn't really worked out that well but it, yeah it's just I, I, that's one thing I'd be like I'm a little bit envious you know uh, less need just how he makes he I, he makes some bad decisions where he just you know trades a little too much away but he'll he's not afraid yeah. to you know say screw it I'm going to trade away trigger. all my draft picks yeah I'm gonna pull the trigger and get get a guy no and, and you know the thing that I like about less need it, that is very frustrating but then you got to see what he does at sort of like the bottom end where he really does his magic is our like undrafted free agents. Uh, we picked up Darius Williams off the waiver wire for the Ravens. He's a top cornerback. We just picked up uh, Justin Hollins, an outside linebacker off the waiver wire from the Broncos this year. He's got three sacks for us. So I, you know, I think it's almost as though in order to make true magic, I think you have to put paint them into the corner of, okay, you got no cap space. Now what are you going to do and make them make it happen with almost impossible odds? Because I, I think that Lynch is a genius. I really do. I just think that he is playing it too close to the vest, plays a little too conservative. Um, uh, maybe that's the way everybody likes it, but I'm tickled to death that, that we went and got Ramsey over though everybody said you overpaid doesn't look like an overpay today it really doesn't to me you know no, he's been good, yeah. and, and expensive but yeah he's shutting down people he's just yeah. shutting them down and that's that makes it fun to watch a defense but i think ramsey oh. in that regard is super special because the niners they struggle whenever we play like a elite wide receiver stefan diggs um let's say Julio Jones last year, DeAndre yeah. Hopkins, DK Metcalf. We don't have that one corner that can just blanket that yeah. receiver for the entire day. 
but uh, we have a Sherman a bit to some extent. But no, yeah, it's a committee yeah, yeah. that Sherman has lost a step, so he can't really like lock him down. He's not a Tyree Kill in the Super Bowl. Yeah, we're gonna talk Sherman about the yeah. elite against the Rams, and then I saw him play uh, against the Bills, and and boy, they made him look like he was old. <laughs> I, I I don't mean that with any disrespect, but you know a few of the plays that I'm talking about where uh, the receiver came out did a double move and. Sherman's going the one way and not even following the receiver on the second move. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that he's great in zone. But whenever you go to that press man, I don't think he has it anymore. I think you're right. And there's something to say about the Niners when they play against the Rams. They're just uh, that's a different team. It's just the, it almost seems like you watch the Niners against the Rams and the Niners against the Bills. And it's two different teams. It's not the yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys bring your A game and we bring you know, we know you're coming with your A game. And so we somehow bring our D or E game. I'm not sure. <laughs> it's somewhere below below passing. I know that. I think Niners uh, ever since the Rams moved to L.A., I think the rivalry has been like real hot. Uh, it's been fun to watch because uh, when they were in St. Louis, I, I personally wouldn't even care. I was like, ah, it's just another team, right? It does, it didn't feel like a division rival because it was halfway across the country. But now you got them on the same coast, right down L.A., San Francisco, have a rivalry going. I mean, there's also so, the SoCal, yeah. NorCal, that type of rivalry as well. That's, you know, that's sure. always going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. That, and it's, I mean, it's just fun. Yeah. It's probably it's before your time, but there was a time back when it was the old L.A. Rams. That rivalry was very hot and heavy. I mean, from what know, I heard, was, yeah. The Rams dominated the 49ers, and then suddenly Bill Walsh showed up, Joe Montana showed up, and they had a whole lot of payback to give, and they did. Uh, and so, uh, you know, there were, um, if you go back to the sort of like the legendary, you know, leather helmets, you know, uh, gladiator mentality football, uh, rivalries really formed because they went out to hurt one another. I mean, it wasn't just uh, let's play a game, shake hands, and no, no injuries. When they tackle, they try to cripple you. Uh, you know, I mean, there was an old school quarterback tackling where you went for the knees. I mean, you you just you grabbed anything you could. You tried to twist them up, alligator roll. It was all legal too. Um, and I think that that was um, those close city rivalries were born back then in the day of that gladiator mentality where quarterbacks were throwing with bloody faces receivers, you know, were catching with one hand because the other one was broken on the side of their arm, uh, body. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of fun and history going on. I mean, that's what makes football fun to be honest. And I think that's what makes the NFC West one of the better divisions, just because you got these like intense rivalries, especially now with Seattle um, you know, that's always going to be Niners in Seattle. That's for sure. Always going to be a thing. And then especially with the Rams. And I think that's just, it makes, it makes, football watching way more fun it makes just the whole season way more fun having and like you know i we started off with this we started off with a conversation of you and your beef and uh with niners with the niner twitter community and stuff like that but i think that's what makes football fun right i, I think we got into kind of a wholesome area where it's like you know yes we're gonna dig at each other but it, i think we kind of at the, at the end of the day we kind of enjoy it we get to sit back and be like you know I, I like the rams i can admire them i think you can say the same thing about the niners i can say the same oh, thing yeah, about the seahawks yeah. and the cardinals as well but yeah. At the end of the day, and uh, the NFC West, all the teams are two and two against one another. Isn't that amazing? You know, when we talk about the yeah. 49ers, the, the Seahawks, the Cardinals, and the Rams, but at the end of the day, they've all split it right down the middle on eight games uh, played. So, you know, I don't know if it'll end up that way. I, I certainly hope that the Rams get a little more wins in the division <laughs> than that. Uh, but uh, it does speak well to the parity that's going on within the division. Um, it speaks well to the fact that we're kicking ass everywhere else uh, and that the majority of our losses are happening within the division. And, um, you know, I think that the, the West, because they are such a young core of coaching uh, staffs, 
uh, young core players. I think that we've got a lot of good football left in us. Um, and the things you never know what's going to happen every year. I think you, I mean, you, you wouldn't know. I, I, I think uh, the year the Rams got, uh, they made it to Super Bowl. Nobody really thought that the Rams, I mean, people thought the Rams were going to take a step, but nobody thought they were going to be that good. And then the same thing with the Niners in 19 with like, people thought the Niners were going to take a step, but nobody thought they're going to be that good. And it's just every year almost, uh, oh, no. you don't really know who's going to be in first place. Yeah. You don't know who's going to come out, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's enough the of Niners us, you know, just it's a, enough of us just being nice to each other. I think we got to get into, um, we got to get a little more divisive here. Let's talk about, you know, sure. the playoffs are coming up in a few weeks. Let's talk about just, we like to do some hot takes. Lemeter is the king of that. Lemeter just loves throwing out some hot takes. That's kind of his thing. <laughs> okay. But uh, I think we individually just, let's, let's throw out one playoff hot take. And then, um, you know, the rest of us would be like, hey, am I buying into that? Is that a good take? Or am I going to say, uh, that's kind of, you know, we like to say it's a crack take or, it's, you know, that's kind of a bad take. Like, I don't know where you're coming. Like, that's, you know, you're just trying to make some controversy out of nothing. Lemeter, since you're the king of that, um, you want to go first. You want to just show us how, you know, how it's done. All right. All right. I, I love for these personally speaking, but you know, <laughs> I do live for these. <laughs> I love, I love you. I set you up. I set you up well. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And most of them hit, I'm not going to lie. Some That's of them don't. We don't talk about true. those. We only talk about the good and, ones. Andrew Luck is still uh, retired. <laughs> that never happened. Anyways. So my playoff hot take for the year of 2020 is that I won't go Homer ish. I won't go Niner somehow make it, make a run. I'm not saying that even though I believe that uh, I'm going to say the bills are going to be the AFC representative in the super bowl. Not the chiefs, not the Steelers, not the Ravens or not the Browns, not the Titans. It's going to be the bills. Josh Allen is going to con- continue his freakishly hot streak and just take the bills to the playoffs or super bowl. Uh, I mean, I, it's going to be interesting what happens this week because they play the Steelers and the Bills play this week. So I think maybe your, your take becomes a little bit more, I would say there's a little more credibility to it if the Bills somehow get a uh, win this week. But I'm just, I mean, we saw the Bills against uh, the Titans. We saw the Bills against the Chiefs. I'm, I'm sorry, man. I, I, I can buy into them being like a kind of a contender and them being kind of good, making a little bit of noise. But I don't know about the AFC representative just yet. What do you think, Brett? I'm, I'm going to go with you as well. I, I, you know, Josh Allen is a great quarter quarterback. He, he's, he's phenomenal. But I think that the problem that I have is I think that the Bills have to get feet wet first. It's sort of like, you know, training wheels, you know, tricycle training wheels, bike. And as far as the playoffs, they've gone to the playoffs, but they haven't won yet. So I think that Allen has to have that first taste of success because winning the second game is so much harder than the first game in a playoff. Uh, in my mind, because For sure, yeah. you get a short week, you don't have all that preparation. You have all the hype. I mean, er, as soon as the B- Bills win one, everybody's going to say, oh, they're going to the, the, the Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah, and, and I just think that it's awfully hard to maintain that humble, hungry, hippo kind of mentality that gets you to the next round. Um, so I think that the Bills will win one, but getting past veteran savvy teams like the Kansas City Chiefs I don't see it yet next year I think so yeah I think we're on the same page here all right Brett let's hear yours what's your playoff hot take oh um well um I think that the uh, Rams run the table I think that they are the uh NFC Super Bowl representative I won't say we win it but I think if we run the table and we get to 12 and 4 uh, even if they're on the road, I think that they're they're going all the way. Okay, let me. What do you think? Let's, you, you can say your reactions first, Lemeter. 
All right. I, I don't think this is outlandish particularly. I think the Rams are the second best team in the NF- NFC. And I am wearing a Packers jersey right now. And I have been hyping up Aaron Rodgers for this entire season. I think Aaron Rodgers finally gets his payback and goes to the Super Bowl. I think the Rams will be close. They'll keep it tight. I think they match up very well against all the teams in the playoffs because the Niners aren't there. But uh, <laughs> but I think they're just going to be just short. Uh, I mean, this kind of also plays into my hot uh, my hot take that I'll say like you know right after here. But um, yeah, I'm going to say the same thing. I think the Rams are kind of good. I just also think that the Rams very much are dependent on Jared Goff. And I've been, you know, Lemire calls me a little bit of a Jared Goff hater, but I'm, I think he's very similar to Jimmy Garoppolo where if everything is going well, the offense is clicking, the offensive line is clicking, he'll play fine. He'll play fine with the lead, you know, what is it? Sean McVay is undefeated when they're a 14 point lead going into the second half and all that. Um, yeah. I mean, if they're, if they're winning any, if they're winning a game and there's just no adversity, I think Jared Goff will play, you know, phenomenal. But the moment that a little bit, you know, there's a little wrench in the game plan, something goes wrong, you know, there's a fumble or something like that, or uh, he throws an interception, all of a sudden you start to see Jerry Goff, you know, it starts to pile on. And um, that's what I'm really worried about. So that's where I'm going to go with. I'm not, you know, I, I love the defense. The Rams defense is fantastic. I'm not so sold on the offense and specifically just because of Jerry Goff. And that's why, I, you know, I can't be on board. But I'm more on board on this one that I would say that the Bills making it to the Super Bowl, though. I'll say that. Yeah. Okay. You don't just hate Jared Goff. You call him Jared Trough. Yeah, no, Jared <laughs> Trough. That's my nickname. Yeah, Jared Trough. He, he pisses his pants, you know. When, when, uh, when he needs to make a play, he kind of pisses his pants. And uh, Hey, the Tampa Bay game was fine, right? I'm a Goff believer. That's the one guy from the Rams I really like. That's, yeah, okay. I will tell you one thing. I've done uh, a lot of articles. I don't know if you guys follow me at all, but I put a lot of articles out this week that compared uh, Goff to – legends like Peyton Manning, like Brett Favre. And I will tell you that as far as where golf is on his fifth year, remember it's just his fifth year in the NFL, he's the one tremendously better than either Peter, Peyton Manning or Brett Favre. Not just on uh, you know the whole uh, accuracy thing. He's throwing more touchdowns, throwing fewer interceptions. He's got the, everything going in the right direction. The problem with it is, is that Goff came out, and his, his second year, he was at the Super Bowl, 13-3. and three. Where do you go from there? Except, I mean, the only thing you can do after you get to that level, and Garoppolo's going to face the same thing, is now you got to beat the Super Bowl. you got to win it. Anything else is a letdown. And there's the problem. Every NFL elite quarterback struggles. But if you get too hot too fast, everybody's like, hey, you know, what the hell happened to you? You suck. You were this good. Now you suck. I don't think it's that at all. I think it takes about 10 years for an NFL quarterback to reach that true elite phase because you've seen it all, you've experienced it all, and you've had it all. Uh, Then you start to put together 40 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, 5,000 yards passing. Then it all starts to click. I think the, the Goff, Garoppolo, and, and any number. I mean, look at the who's the Arizona quarterback, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, yeah. I mean, he. Everybody says he's great, and I think he has the potential to be great too. But he's only what fifteen and twenty, uh, you know, in terms of record. I mean, his his touchdown and pass interceptions ratio is one to one or something. You know, you know, he's got all the tools, but I think that we are just so rapid fire with our you either are really great or oh wow you suck in one game that we don't have the patience that it takes to watch these guys truly develop 
I think that's true, but I think that's also a little bit to just to, uh, to the era of the of like football that we're playing right now. Like when you see guys coming out of college, there's like I mean, this year in the draft, there could be five guys coming out. It's just there's um the, the amount of quarterbacks that have hit recently. It just feels like you know it gets easier to find your franchise quarterback or your superstar quarterback than it has been even like ten years ago. That's just my whole thing that I think with the 49ers that I've always been I've um, pretty much this year I've been advocating that I think we should go get a quarterback is just because. I, I think I know what we have with Jimmy Garoppolo and I, I, I'm not going to say exactly like I'm not going to say that um, the Rams should get rid of Goff right now. I don't think that's the case at all. Um, I just think that Jared Goff is a lot of times like the Rams are winning and I'm not necessarily sure that's because of Jared Goff. I think that's more to do with uh, Sean McVay and his play calling. And before it was more to do with Todd Gurley. I mean, he was having MVP numbers that year, the 13 and three year. But isn't that always, I mean, when you think about the great quarterbacks and I'll, I'm going back a few years, but when you talk about great quarterbacks like Fran Tarkenton, I mean, he always had a running back behind him. What the NFL used to do with NFL quarterbacks is they put a quarterback in there, and then anything that happened wrong with the offense, it was another player. If the guy was getting too many sacks and too many interceptions, because the offensive line sucks, they fix the offensive line. If the receivers weren't catching the ball, they'd go out and get a good receiver. Now, instead of looking to build around that franchise quarterback, they get a guy, they pay him money, and they say, okay, now make it work. And I don't think that they have taken enough effort in, I'm going to talk to the Rams specifically. They put a lot of players around golf, but when you, when you talk about those games where golf goes meltdown mode, I'm telling you every damn Rams fan is sitting behind the television saying, please ran the, run the damn ball, run the damn ball because their running game can put up yards. It's not just on the quarterback, but for whatever the hell reason it is, Sonny McVay goes into 50 to 60 passes, a game mode, and that puts a lot of pressure on a guy who's trying to get his arms around the game to begin with. Um, Troy Aikman, when he had Emmett Smith, if he was having a bad game and he had a few, they'd just start handing the ball off to Smith and off he'd go. Um, the Rams aren't doing that. They, and, and I think a lot of NFL quarterbacks today aren't doing that. They have converted to this completely pass mentality that the running game is so much a second or third option. They just don't go there. And so I think that there's just not a lot of patience to let quarterbacks sort of um, get control of their offense. No, I get what you said. And I think that you're right. So a little bit that it's just a different era that we're trying to pass the ball more. And I think every team is just trying to find their, they're, not, they're trying to find their Mahomes or their Josh Allen or their, you know, their franchise or their Russell Wilson, whatever you want to say. And I think just that the teams are so so willing to just get rid of the guy and say, you know, let's screw it. Let's, instead of developing him, let's just wait it out a little bit. I think they just, you know, let's scratch it, get, cut this guy, get our next guy, and hope he works out. And we just keep throwing darts at the wall. I think you're right. At some extent, um, you know, there's, there's guys that should have been kept and they should have maybe um, gotten more opportunities than they, than they did. And um, they didn't just because of this whole era and stuff like that. But I think that's just how the NFL just progressing to this new, like we see the same thing with running backs now, like running backs are just so expendable nowadays where you can almost every four years, you just draft a new running back and you're going to be putting up thousand yard uh, numbers yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Or not even draft them. Just wait until the uh, draft is over and sign a couple and then put them in there and see what happens. Um, a lot of teams are, have devalued the running back so far that they won't even draft one until day three, uh, which I mean, there used to be a time when the first pick you chose was running back. Um, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 
I think uh, you know, yeah. a big reason why these quarterbacks, Jimmy Garoppolo, Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, take a lot of stick is they're not dynamic playmakers outside of uh, their passing ability at times. Um, if you look at Kyler Murray, he's he's a great quarterback, but he has similar growing pains. But why does he get so much uh, well, credit? Because athleticism, he can make plays yeah. out of the pocket and people watch them. They're like, wow, look, he can do that. Can Jimmy Garoppolo, can Jared Goff do that? I don't think they can, but I think they're more solid passing-wise at times. And I think sometimes they, they should get the, they should get some credit. I think they don't get enough credit at times. Yeah, no, I think we're all on the same kind of page. It is just, um, it's just this new mentality, honestly. I think um, we saw it first start with Russell Wilson. Everyone, I think it's, you know, this like cliche term gets always thrown around. It's a copycat league where, you know, one thing happens and all of a sudden you see all these teams trying to do the same exact thing. I think this is the new wave that where it's like, you know what, uh, you build everything around and then you try to get your franchise quarterback. And then it's like your quarterback supposed to be in, you know, year one, he's supposed to be already good. He's in, you know, we set up with Dak Prescott where in year one, he was like really good. And all of a sudden people are like, you know, maybe Dallas show a different direction. And now they're kind of swinging back, but it's just this weird kind of um, thought process where it's very much like you got to, you got to be good, like right away or else, you know, you're already labeled the bust and stuff like that. So, so here, since we're on the quarterback topic, I don't want to direct the flow, but Carson Wentz is going to be benched for Jalen Hurts. Uh, which is, I mean, here was a guy who was drafted in 2016. By all accounts, he is the franchise quarterback for the Eagles. He's going to get benched. Uh, some people say it's a great move. Some people say it's a temporary band-aid to get him out. You know, I don't really know the answer because I will tell you something. They signed him to a guaranteed contract. They're not getting the money back. Crazy, yeah. And, and in my mind, they put threw him out there. Uh, his offensive line broke down. They didn't change many of the play calls to get him sort of moving around in the pocket. And they don't have an offensive coordinator. Uh, and one of the things that I have, uh, I'm really pissed off at the NFL about is putting a quarterback into an offense without an offensive coordinator. It's almost like trying to is saying, you know, pack the trunk while you're driving 60 miles an hour down the highway. There is stuff flying at these guys every week. New changes to the offense, new changes by defense. Without an offensive coordinator to sort of, you know, redirect, reframe, give them a second set of eyes, tell them what to focus on, these guys are just being tossed to the wolves. Um, and I think it's a shame. I think we're asking too much of the quarterbacks today. Uh, I think so, too. I think also offensive line, there's a lot of quarterbacks. I think we just saw Joe Burrow where he kind of got thrown in there. And I think for there's a, a lot that can be blamed on just him not having an offensive line, the team just not investing. Andrew Luck, we saw he retired just because the Indianapolis Colts pretty much always just refused to uh, invest in the offensive line. Yeah. Um, really, the only quarterback we've seen that like this, where the team just completely ignores the offensive line is Russell Wilson, where he's had success. And the, and the team, just the organization in, in general, has ignored you know upgrading the offensive line. Yeah, so but, I but he He's really smart in that he does move around the, in the pocket and he never gets hurt. If you ever watch the games that he plays, except for those occasional sacks that he gets crushed in the uh, pocket, when he's running outside of the pocket, he slides long before any defender ever gets near him. He's a really smart quarterback. I, I think that he is hard to find. Uh, I don't think that there will be another one like him, uh, but uh, he he didn't get the help from the, the Seahawks. He's doing all that on his own himself yeah what a wisdom yeah i mean he's taking care of his own body uh in a really nice way so okay yeah i mean we went on a whole rant here but that was that was actually that's a very interesting conversation to uh, with just like how uh, like football has evolved in, um, throughout the years and stuff like that but let's get into my uh hot take for the playoffs and this one i think might be the hottest out of all the ones that you guys have said so far 
and I've been big on the Washington football team for a while now. I think the Washington football team is going to make the playoffs and then they're also going to win the first game as well. And this is where it gets a little bit bad, man, because, you know, I don't want to dig it through that bad. But the, so I was kind of going through the ESPN playoff machine where you can kind of, you know, you can see uh, which teams are going to get seeded and stuff like that. And when I was playing around with it, you kind of see that. Um, what, let me check this right now. So the fifth seed was usually going to whoever loses in week 16. Uh, I think I believe the Rams and the Seahawks play that week. So whoever loses that game usually gets the fifth seed in what I was looking at. And then the team that uh, um, wins that gets the third seed. So the team that gets the fifth seed obviously will be playing uh, the Washington football team. I'm hoping that it's the Seattle Seahawks because I actually think that the Washington football team can really beat the Seattle Seahawks. We just saw with the Giants where they did with the defensive line. When you just have a defensive line that gets to the quarterback, you can beat the Seattle Seahawks. I think the uh, Washington football team has the defense to do that. I'm not going to say they're making a Super Bowl. I'm not making anything like that. I'm just going to say they're going to win one game because I think no one's expecting the NFC East to do anything in the playoffs. They're just going to get in and they're going to be a horrible team and you know get out, you know, lose by three scores immediately. I think they're going to win one game. I don't know if it's going to be against the Rams or the Seattle Seahawks, but I think uh, whatever team is going to be in the fifth seed, I think the Seattle Seahawks is a much better chance. With the Rams, I also think a little bit with what I was saying with Jared Goff, that I think if you can shake him up with the D-line, I think you can get him into kind of a bad game. And you said you, you said to yourself that sometimes John McVay is really bad at like when Jared Goff needs to, you know, he, he needs to just start running the ball. He needs to get a little confidence by doing something else. He's just going to keep making him throw and, you know, make his confidence go even lower. So that's how I see, I think the Washington football team will win one game. And that's pretty much all I'm going to say. That's going to be my hot take. What do you guys think? Who, who wants this one? <laughs> <laughs> That's just, I, I'll tell you this. So, we, you know, we're going to do the Drew Lock picks a little bit later. Uh, one of the first Drew Lock picks I ever made was the Washington football team against the Baltimore Ravens. And in the first quarter, they were already down three scores. So that just goes to show you, I've been big in the football team. It hasn't really loved me much back, but I, I, I like the football team a lot. <laughs> well, well I'll, I'm going to shoot some holes in your, your theories there in, in two fronts. First of all, Washington... Uh, really doesn't have the inside track on the, the playoffs to begin with. I think Giants beat them twice. So That's if true, yes. all things are even uh, right now, uh, the Giants would be the representative, which would take that completely out of the, the, the picture. That's, I'm, uh, so hoping, I'm hoping Cole McCoy is going to be a little bit bad. I'm hoping Cole McCoy is not going to be the Cole McCoy that, he, uh, that was playing against the Seahawks. I'm hoping he's going to you know be the Cole McCoy we've seen before and the Giants lose out you know, and then the football team gets in. Sure. Yes, there's a little bit of a caveat there. You're right. <laughs> but I'll also say that the, the more that either the Giants or Washington wins, the less likely that is. And I'll tell you why I say that. Um, right now, both teams are five and seven. If they get to eight and eight or nine and seven, they lose that they suck. Uh, sort of stigma uh, you know if they get to at least even football then they'll at least start to be taken seriously and that means that when teams prepare to go to the east coast from the west coast they're going to have that hey they can beat us in the back of their minds if they're five and if they're so like six I, I can tell you what i have them right here looking through the so i did the espn as their whatever playoff machine so i was just yeah. playing around with it a little bit before we got on I had the Washington football team finishing at seven and nine and the Giants at six and 10. So the Washington football team got in at seven and nine. Okay. So if, if they're seven and nine, then it's going to be, it's sort of like the saints going against the Seahawks that one year, you know, you have a seven and nine team. Nobody thinks that you have any hope of success. What happened there? Yeah. You've got a time zone difference of three hours and they're, you're playing on the East coast. So, I mean, all the advantage except for the team records is going to be on the East coast team in that scenario. Uh, but but here's where I, I I don't think that will be. I don't think that uh the, they can win with seven and nine. I think if, just because it's the Giants in Washington, I think it's going to be have to be at least an eight and eight team. Uh, so one of those two teams is going to have to be eight and eight in order to take the and that will eliminate it. Also, I think that if it is the Seahawks, 
Um, I think that you lose the advantage if they have sort of like plowed through them easily before. I think there's that. But Washington, who did they beat? They just beat um, the Seahawks? No. They just beat the Steelers. So, I mean, people have been put on notice that this is a pretty good team. And in order for them to get to that eight and eight, they're going to have to be a pretty damn hot team to get there. I, I, you know, I, none of the NFC East teams are going to impress anybody if they suddenly go on four game losing streaks, um, then it is what it is. But in order for a team to get to that sort of playoff caliber, uh, they're going to be winning. I don't think that they're going to be taken for granted. So okay. I this, don't, this is my Cinderella story. This is my Cinderella yeah, story. I'm going I'm to stick with it. Everybody I, has to have a, a fairy tale to believe in, you know? That, exactly. All right, let me do, come on, man. You, one, one, you know, you, you can come aboard here. I know you've been holding on to this take since like week I one. Have been. I, I know you have. <laughs> this is your dream take, but I'm going to disagree like with team. it. I, I think they could beat the Seahawks, honestly, too. I don't think they make the playoffs. That's what I'm saying. I, I'm I a big know. believer in the Giants. My Drew Locke pick may or may not reflect that. But, yeah, I'm okay. a big believer in the Giants. All right. Well, then, I mean, that's a good segue. Let's get into our Drew Locke picks. You know, every week we like to do, we like to pick a um, an underdog matchup based off Vegas odds and stuff like that. Um, Brett, why don't you start us off since you're the guest? What is your Drew Locke team? Well, I, I, I won't lie. I had a little bit of difficulty understanding the CBS odds because they have sort of like a look, of uh, a, a, a lean, and then a, a final. Uh, mm-hmm. But if I understood things correctly, the one I want is I really like the New York Giants as a 2.5 point underdog to the Cardinals. And I'll give you three reasons. Uh, one, uh, they just had an incredible win against the Seahawks. Um, so everybody's going to say, yeah, but they don't have another one of those in them. Two, they're going to be playing against the Arizona Cardinals, who just lost, and nobody's going to believe that the Cardinals will lose again. But when you step back, Giants are hot, Cards are not, and it's in the Giants' home turf. That's a true setup for an underdog that I love. Uh, I, I, I think that I would – I would give away one point and still take the Giants on that one. I think that's even money. Um, I think that one goes either way. Uh, I really like the way the Giants are playing for Joe Judge. Love, 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 love their linebackers, and I think that will give the Cardinals fit. They have, yeah, no, they have a good D line too. That their their pressure that they bring. We saw that with Seattle. They're good against the run and stuff like that, which does bode well against Kyler Murray. They also showed – I was a little bit worried about them with mobile quarterbacks, but they showed against Russell Wilson, who's, you know, he's pretty yeah. mobile as well. Yeah, and, and what a great warm-up. You know, if you're going to face Kyler Murray, wouldn't you love to have a game with Russell Wilson where you – Yeah. You know, you've got all that I'm running around the field mentality and, and energy all pumped up in you. Uh, and and you're, I just like this. You're up. right. No, and you're right that they're cold. The, the Cardinals are as cold as you can possibly get because if, if that Bills game where it was kind of fluky where they got that the Hail Murray, if it wasn't for that, I think they're like on a six-game losing streak. So the, the Cardinals are pretty cold. They have been losing a lot, which is why I'm going to buy low in them. I like that, you know, they're, I think they're as low as you can possibly get. And there's only one way <laughs> only one way the Cardinals can go up, can go, and that's up, and I'm, I'm going with the Arizona Cardinals. I'm sorry, man. I, I, Brett, you come on, you're a guest, and I, and I just feel like I've been treating you very badly. I've been picking very much. No, no, no. I mean, <laughs> Like the, I like the, the discord, you know, um, the thing that I have, the thing that I don't know that I like about uh, going with the cards at all is that the, the Patriots, uh, the Rams uh, for the, for some part of the bills, they have the, the sort of the defense template now contain, contain the middle guys throw up their arms. Kyler Murray's a little guy. 
Uh, you can frustrate the hell out of him if you get your hands up over the middle and just keep him in the pocket uh, long enough. And all they have is uh, DeAndre Hopkins in, in, as a Which real don't throw sort of to. A threat. Uh, they do make what baffles me the most is that uh, yeah, Cliff Kingsbury just stops throwing him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, with Ramsey, I mean, Ramsey's a shutdown. Um, and and uh, that's one of the things I said when Hopkins first came to the Cardinals. You know, Deshaun Watson was throwing to Hopkins and was playing – uh, making that a game of it but is Kyler Murray at Deshaun Watson's passing level and I don't think he is no, uh, yeah, so yeah. you know all of those throw all that De- DeAndre Hopkins stuff from yesteryears out the window because now you've got Kyler Murray who is going to be a mobile get out of the pocket so like a mini Russell Wilson hasn't quite got his uh, running legs under him on that front but um, I, I don't think DeAndre Hopkins it was a natural fit for this year uh, down the road, they'll have a training camp. They'll have, you know, a year under their belts. They'll still fill each other out. But I didn't really like that marriage made in heaven that everybody talked about this year. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you there. And I, I, I've been Cliff Kingsbury. Some of the like the last few weeks, of, he, he's just been baffling. I don't know what he's doing. There's just uh, some play calls where they have not made a whole lot of sense to me. I mean, they have a team where they have some weapons, and it just seems like at sometimes that offense just can't move. And it's uh, that's the part that's crazy to me is just when you look at that team on paper. They should be, you know, they should be moving the ball fairly easily. And there's teams with far less, and they're doing a lot more. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I, I'm going to stick it out with the Cardinals, and I've been sticking out with them for a while as well, too. But if they lose this week, I think I might be off the Cardinals as well. I mean, I think if they lose this week, they're out of the playoffs for sure. I, I think their hopes of making it at the seventh seed is out, think, out of the window. I think they could still win out after that and make it through. But uh, it's gonna be close it, I haven't the worked out. I was looking the at the playoffs odds yesterday for a bunch of time. You know, I, I've been doing my well, research. Every 49ers, and the, yeah, the ESPN, uh, the whole playoff predictor machine, like every 49ers. Yeah, I don't believe that. It's BS. Right all right, it's BS. But Brett, uh, speaking to your point, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the good cop, but this is the bad cop. I'm gonna say I agree with you on here, uh, on this uh, particular take because the Cardinals. I used to be a big Cliff Kingsbury guy when he got hired, but he is not a good coach. He relies on individual brilliance rather than game planning. He relies on um, Kyler doing magic, D-Hop doing magic, his running backs doing magic. The team is not well coached. Uh, Joe Judge is actually coaching the Giants pretty well. I think he should be a sleeper candidate for coach of the year if the Giants make some noise. And I think that as a 49ers fan, I'm a little biased here because if the Cardinals lose, it ups our chances that much more. But um, I really like the Giants on this one because the Cardinals have no pass rush. How are they going to get a rattle either Daniel Jones or Colt McCoy? They have zero pass rush, and I think that bodes really well. I I don't think you need to rattle Daniel Jones as a turnover machine. That's a guy who, if you need a turnover, that's a quarterback who would give it to you. You're hating on him, man. He's better. The hot take, I'll give another one. Maybe Colt McCoy is a little better. Colt McCoy, maybe he's a better Giants quarterback. No, no, no. All right, no, no. I'm just trying to – that's that's just me trying to – that's my best Stephen A. impression. That's that's what I'm trying to do there. (laughs) Uh, all right, Lemeter, let's hear what's your Drew Lock pick. I think it might be the same. Um, right? Is that what you're hinting at? No, I was actually debating between two, and this just made my job easier. Um, the other one I was looking at, where to go? Where did my CBS page go? All right, let me pull it up. Give me a second. This is Muff Podcast Journalism, everybody. You're real prepared. Uh, <laughs> right here, right here. I got it. I got it. Okay. My Drew Lock pick of the week is the – Oakland, uh, sorry, Las Vegas Raiders. Oh man, over you're really the Indianapolis do that. Colts. Uh, the Raiders, I think, uh, they're two and a half point dogs. I think the game's at 
Indy, if I'm not wrong. But anyways, I think the Raiders have been in a funk right now. Uh, everybody thought they'd lose to the Jets. They barely won. They scraped by, I think this is their statement win after the Kansas City one. They want to stay ahead of the race right now. And I think, yeah, the Raiders take it. That's a, that's a bull one. Let me, let me ponder that one. That's in Indy. And this is the I same Indianapolis. Right now. Just lost to the Titans, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Lemire is a Well, they got a bunch of their defensive starters. Lemire is in Las Vegas. In Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's in Las Vegas. Vegas. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Thank so God. Vegas is a home dog. Yes, yeah. Is, is what I'm hearing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, I, I'll go. Yeah, would you like to go? Yeah, go I ahead. I can buy it. I, I can buy it. I mean, uh, if it's in Vegas, uh, the, the Titans uh, just beat the Colts um, and. Uh, they got a good scare out of the Jets. I could see Vegas winning this one because, in all honesty, uh, the Colts are going to come in saying, yeah, we've got this because they almost just lost to the Jets. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think that there's a lot of teams that are going to be jockeying for that playoff position right now. This is one of those I, I, very underestimated games that will have so much playoff implications, it's not even funny. Uh, whoever comes out of this definitely has a tiebreaker in any play- Playoff calculation. Um, so um, I, you got to go with the home team when you know it's it's that much. I I I'm a, I take that one. I think that you may have a winner. No, you're you're right about it. Usually you you you're right. You would take that. And I I you're right about this. I think the Ravens, um, what is it? The Colts and the Raiders are and the Dolphins maybe as well. They're all kind of vying for that. Like they could be kicked out of the playoffs and then or they could get in. And this is an important matchup. You're right about it. that's for sure. Oh man, because I just I I have been riding the Colts for a while as well. This is Lemire just picking these teams that I've been riding for a while now. <laughs> I have been riding the Colts for a while now, and the the Las Vegas Raiders, you know, they hit a little bit home. They left the Bay Area, you know. Lemire even said the Oakland, you know, that, that hurt a little bit. The Oakland Traders. Oh man, I'm sorry. I, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna just be a downer. This. I'm taking the Colts. I'm taking the Colts. I, I can't. This is a little bit emotional. I'm taking the Colts. I I, I know who's who's Drew Lock pick. I'm not supporting this one. <laughs> We have so usually we when we record we have uh, three of us our other co-host he's actually he used to be a Raiders fan when the Raiders moved he said screw it I'm becoming a 49ers fan I'm done I don't want to root for the Raiders anymore if he was here I know he would be definitely on my side because we we've been together big Raiders haters this whole year yeah, I'm sticking with the Colts emotionally this Dude, is he very doesn't emotional he doesn't season. even watch Raiders game out of sadness that that's oh, how yeah, sad he, he gets he yeah. does get sad yeah watching Raiders you games just toss this out here because I, I want to make sure that you're in full 360 uh, awareness of what you're accepting by your taking on the Colts. You are saying that Philip Rivers mm-hmm. is your quarterback this yes. weekend. Philip Rivers has hey, he, a straight face. So you are either intoxicated or you <laughs> lost it somewhere about 15 minutes in the previous segment. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring. I'll, I'll. I'll show you why this is super emotional for me. I. I. DeVoris Buckner was one of my favorite 49ers players. Uh, you know, he was a guy when the Niners had nobody. He was one of their few good players. He's in the Colts now. I like the Colts a lot. There's. There's. Their defense is something I can definitely buy into. You're. Uh, Philip Rivers is definitely. That's. That's gonna be. The, that's really the, the fact that this is what I'm. You know, banking on is can Philip Rivers just play a decent game he doesn't even need to play really that good it doesn't have to be this is, doesn't have to be some hall of fame level game because you know Philip he, Rivers, he is a hall of famer he is he is but at this moment he's not not playing at a hall of fame level this is a uh, philip rivers is one foot out the door you know he, he's the retirement getting closer uh yeah no i'm gonna stick with him I, I i like the colts i i think the colts can make some noise i also think the colts can make the playoffs i'm not completely down on that as well 
although that, that you know against Houston, it did, that game went like way closer than I thought it would. I thought the Colts were going to blow them out, and uh, they got just really lucky with Deshaun Watson fumbling in the goal line. I think if it wasn't for that, I think the Texans might have won that game too. I'm sticking with the Colts. I'm not changing my pick. I'm sorry, you guys can't convince me. I'm sticking with the Colts. <laughs> And I, I know you guys, I have a feeling I'm going to be by myself on, on my Drew Lock pick as well. Uh, I'll be taking the New England Patriots. Thursday Night Football, I'm taking the New England Patriots as well. Uh, I'm buying into what the New England Patriots are selling. I'm, I'm, buy, I'm buying in on what the New England Patriots are selling. This is hate. I'm buying, in, I'm buying in on what the New England Patriots are selling. I already told you. You have vitriol. You've heard you've heard my Jared Goff, you know Jared Troff. I, I mean that last week I picked the Cardinals. That that's just to let you know. Oh, I'm sure you did. I have no <laughs> doubt. I I can guarantee you probably picked the uh, Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys against. No, I, I I picked the Dolphins that one game, and I was so happy. That was my mo- that was my defining win when I picked the Dolphins against the Rams, and they were like uh in the first half, and it, they were just destroying the Rams. That was, oh, that was, was also that was your easy. first Drew Lock pick you exactly. got. That that was the first one I ever got. Yep, with the Dolphins against against the Rams. You right. to call me an idiot for taking that one. So I'm gonna, you know what? I actually like that. I want you guys to say that I'm dumb. I want you to say that this was, you know, I I got a little bit loopy. <laughs> you know, the the weather's getting a little cold for you know for uh, California here maybe maybe you know maybe i'm not all here yet i'm taking the Patriots. i'm buying what they're selling i think they can if they went out i think they can make this i think they can still make the playoffs i like bill belichick a lot i think cam newton um is kind of getting back a little bit of a swagger that's what i'm gonna say and um yeah taking the patriots me Amir, I, you want to go first i've been first before uh, all right I'll, I'll go first you guys no, know how right I am. Not at all. No, this is not how it goes. No. Uh, the 49ers and the Rams are built very similarly. Cam won't do anything. He'll be a non-factor. Well, the that, Rams that was COVID brain. That, that, that was COVID brain Cam Newton. You got you to you you know, separate them. That was COVID brain Cam Newton. This is regular Cam Newton. <laughs> all right, but it doesn't matter. Cam's washed at this point. I, I was a big believer going into the season. I like Cam Newton as a, like, his whole career. I was, I was a big fan. This year is not it for him. Um, that the New England defense is good. They're not that good though. The Rams could definitely run the ball on them like the Niners did. Jeff Wilson had 130 yards on them. Akers would have a field day. And if I was still in my fantasy playoffs, I, I'd start him, but I got kicked out. So I lost in the <laughs> must win game. But anyways, yeah, no, no. Performance enhancement drugs. Is that why you got kicked out? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just lost the, uh, he had a must week, win. The, yeah. Oh, okay. Austin Eckler let me down. Gotcha. Um, I'll tell you something. If the Patriots had not just won against the Chargers by a score of 45 to nothing, I would not be taking this. Me. But because the Patriots did, um, I have absolutely no fear going into the Patriots game, and I'll tell you why. Patriots did everything they possibly could have done to win a game to defeat the Chargers 45 to nothing. Now it's all on film. All of their special teams gadgetry, it's all out there. Uh, all their defensive, uh, you know, the shutout, uh, it's all there for the Rams to dissect and, and re-engineer to, to get ways to defeat them. If it had been a loss to the Chargers, I would be pretty much in on your side right now. I would say, yeah, the Patriots look like a team that can win, but... After a 45 to nothing blowout, no way. And I'll tell well, you, I disagree because if they lost last week, I mean, their playoff chances were pretty much they're over. Their playoff chances are very slim. They're they're very much in the Niners, sure. like where they just need to win out. So I feel like this is where I I, I see them. You know, last week's win is going to propel them, and get them a little motivated for this week. Because you know, oh, child, please. <laughs> here's here's why. 
uh, first of all, the, the, this is not Bill Belichick's Super Bowl team. Let's focus on the record here. This is six and six. That defense is pretty good. That offense has a little bit of an odor to it. It's not that good. And, and the reason being is that when you take a look at the hard breakdown, you've got an, an offense that has eight touchdowns through the air. They've got like 19 touchdowns on the ground, yeah. <laughs> and 11 of them are, are Cam Newton running the ball into the end zone. So you stop Cam, you stop the Patriots' offense. That's it. I that's, agree. Yes. That's the playbook. And, and I will tell you that exactly what the Rams did against Kyler Murray, who I think is a smaller and faster version of Cam Newton, I think that they are going to be very well prepared to contain and harass Cam Newton in this one. Uh, the, 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 the Patriots do not have a number one receiver, uh, which means in some cases that maybe Jalen Ramsey will not be as effective. But now they're going to put him as a joker. They're going to put him all over the field, and Cam Newton's going to be a little confused because wherever he wants to throw the ball, Ramsey's going to be there. The only way in my mind that the Patriots have a snowball's chance in hell of this one, and this is not the unanimous, this is a snowball's chance in hell, is the fact that I think that the if the Patriots have a good special teams game and if they win turnovers by two or more. I was thinking that they can play a clean game. The, the Rams play, play have turnovers. And the Rams turn over the ball two or more times and they get a touchdown or at least a you know get good field position out of the special teams, the Rams can lose it. But from what I saw that they put up on the field uh, against the Chargers, if the Rams cannot defend that, they deserve to lose the game. As simple as that. I, I that's see true. It. I'm seeing an LA sweep. That's what I'm just going to say. I'm seeing an LA sweep. And the one thing that concerns me, and I'm going to say that nothing that you just said concerned me. The one thing that concerned me is Bill <laughs> Belichick. Bill, Bill Belichick was at UCLA talking to Chip Kelly. And I, as a 49ers fan, <laughs> if Chip Kelly gave him any advice, I, 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 they're screwed. The Patriots are screwed. I just, I just don't want him taking any advice from Chip Kelly, especially nothing on the offensive end. And I, I think the Patriots can get can win this. I'll, I'll tag you on Twitter. If this happens. If it, if this doesn't happen, the Rams blow them out. I'm just gonna go. You know, I'm gonna. You, you can corner. tag him right quiet. back. That would be, be as quiet. As, <laughs> I would be as quiet as possible. I'm not gonna talk about this ever again. I might even cut this out. You know, if you in the future. But in the event that the Patriots do win, I mean, this this is a. I, I might clip this. This is gonna be. This is gonna be fantastic. But. <laughs> it's not no, happening, but I, Lemeter, I think you and I switched roles today. Lemeter, you and I switched roles because you're trying to you're, you're being very, you know, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be nice, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna make the logical moves. No, I'm, I'm I actually very, I actually think this emotional. stuff, man. I, I, I don't have outlandish football takes. That's all you I'm do. No, I mean you, you do have outlandish uh, football takes. I'm gonna be very emotional this week and I'm I, I think it's gonna work out. I think it's gonna work I'm, I think it's gonna work out. I'm very confident in it. But uh I mean, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. I think this was a fun episode. It started off, we started off very nicely, and I think towards the end we got very very decisive <laughs> and very it's divisive. Like talking football, yeah. it's always good when we're talking it football. Is, yes. you know, yeah. I will say that one of the things that I have discovered about 49ers fans is that if you uh if the 49ers win a game, every fan from the 49ers is on social Come media down. looking to tell everybody who was on the opposing team all about it. <laughs> That's the one thing I will give you guys. You are like, I don't know if you ever played, uh, what is it, War of, War, World of Warcraft uh, with uh, the Zerg? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 49ers fans Zerg you. They will just keep coming at you in waves until you concede and fall apart. Uh, so, yeah. Um, I'm guilty of this. I, I do this all the time. If I mean, I win, promise, I, I'm on, I I'm on Twitter. This, ta- I promise you this. If the Patriots win, 
I'm going to be so far out there. I'm going to be coming out of that hole. Uh, out of that hole. <laughs> this is going to be my 49er Super Bowl. Like, this is going to re- – like, you know, Jimmy, if, this, the feeling I'm going to get at the Patriots win this week is going to be almost equal to Jimmy Garoppolo connected with Emmanuel Sanders. That's that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> that's all I'm going to tell you. I will tell you that the, the that the Rams need this win, and, and they need it in so many different reasons psychologically. If they get beaten again, I will tell you that they don't have a chance in the playoffs. I'll, I'll be very honest. I, I think that they have to beat Belichick in order for them to get to the next level. Uh, and, and no matter what he's putting on the field, he could put min- midgets. He could put six, <laughs> six-year-olds on the field. They've got to beat a Belichick team. No, that's <laughs> just the way I see it. Okay. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But, yeah, but thank you so much for coming on. This was fun. Um, and, yeah, as, thank you. We'll, We'll make sure to put all your links into um, into our description of this video. If you're listening um, as an audio podcast, we'll put that as well in the description. But yeah, do you have anything else that you want to shout out? I just want to say thank you both very much. I think it's a uh, I think the NFC West is one of the best divisions in football. I love the camaraderie. Uh, there is uh, I never have a problem with healthy rivalries. Um, uh, <laughs> I I I draw the line where it gets to that personal tack where people start to call you you know personal names and things. Um, uh, so, uh, but I think that it's all good sport. Uh, the 49ers have a good tradition and, and you have every right, if you support the team, to be proud of that tradition. Um, you know, I mean, hell, you guys are the NFC West representatives from a year ago and until somebody else is, you still it's are us. the <laughs> I think what you're, what you're trying to tell me is that we're hoping that the season gets canceled. There's still a few more weeks that the season can get canceled. <laughs> you can just keep you know, that. I mean, there's, always, there's always the miracle. Uh, so, you know. Uh, and uh, I always subscribe to the theory that if you, in order to be the man, you got to beat the man. Uh, so uh, until that, that NFC championship game is played and somebody wins it, uh, the 49ers are the defending NFC champs. So, um, you know, congratulations for that. Uh, but when we win it, I want you to be equally as gracious. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm sure that you guys, I'm sure that you guys will. And I'm going to be looking forward to next, uh, next year's, you know, 2021 when Nick Bosa's back. That Rams Niners game. I'm looking forward to it already. I know that's that's far away, but I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> so, so I, I've heard some Indianapolis Colts talk. So, uh, and we threw Carson Wentz's name out there. Uh, if Wentz is on the bench for the rest of the year, do you think the Colts make a trip? I've been for saying him? I think Frank Reich is Frank the only one who can revive his career. Yeah, He's he the only was one the one who can revive his career for Carson Wentz. Uh, Come to San Francisco, Carson. Oh, no, please do not. Please do not, Carson. That's literally Jimmy Garoppolo. We're in the same situation. I I actually have seen that, too. I've seen uh, some people want Carson Wentz uh, on the 49ers. Uh, Matt Matt Stafford, maybe. I I, I can subscribe to that one. Maybe we draft the guy. Carson Wentz is, I don't see him being that much of an improvement over Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm going to be completely honest with you. You know, a change in zip code could be wonders. And and in all honesty, I think that uh, uh, Wentz uh, is a good quarterback. I really do think that he's solid. I just think that right now their offense has been, I mean, if you take a look at their history, every year they've got two or three key linemen out. This isn't one season. This is like three or four seasons, and they just expect Wentz to make up the difference. And I think when you get riddled by a pass rush over and over that never stops, I think that his brain got rattled a little bit, and he's just a little bit on the uh, case of the yips right now. So, And it's understandable in my mind. Uh, I just think you need a different scenario a different philosophy. Uh, we're going to take care of you and then see what happens then. Uh, Philly did not. I, I, I mean, I, I think you're right. I, I think there is something, there's definitely a mental aspect. And I think there's a whole lot of quarterbacks that like that. But yeah, I mean, I think this is a good episode. I, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, yeah, make sure Absolutely. to put your links. Please check them out. Doesn't matter if you're a Niners fan. Doesn't matter if you're a Seahawks, Cardinals. Doesn't matter what team fan you are. 
I really like, I mean, I really like you. It, I, you're it, a smart it's guy. Interesting content. You're, you're, I've actually yeah, read, I've actually read a couple articles. Yeah. yeah. All right. Great. Thank you. And uh, yeah, let me know whenever this comes out, send me a link so that I can, you know, push uh, your content. Oh, thank you so much. Thank Absolutely. you. Yeah. All right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that was good. That, that was a good great interview. interview. Wow. That was you know, good. For some reason, I, I don't remember it at all. I don't know why. Yeah, Aaron, you just came out of nowhere. Like you just, I, I don't know where you went. You were here and then the interview just, and then, you know, now you're back. I don't know. I don't know, man. You know, I just, I just get really scared in an uncomfortable situations. So, you know, I just didn't. Really Rams fans, him. but he was a nice guy. You know, Rams fans, I get it. But, uh, he's a nice guy. He was a nice guy. He didn't yeah. like my he didn't like my Drew Lock pick, but you know that's that's neither here nor there. But Ooh, what was your Drew Lock pick? I didn't get to hear it. You want to hear? It? Let's get, let's go over. It. Aaron, you haven't yeah. had a chance to say yours either. Lemeter picked. Uh, well, so he, uh, he picked. Uh, Brett picked uh, the Giants against the Cardinals, which I disagree okay. with. I picked the Cardinals. I disagree with. I went with one. it. He went. Lemeter went with it. Uh, Lemeter went. Lemire, you went with the uh, the uh, Las Vegas Traders uh, over the Colts. I disagree with that as well because, you know, I'm a big Colts guy. I picked the Colts. And then I went with Listen. the New England Patriots over the Rams. You know, he did not like that very much, you know, being a Rams fan. And Lemire disagreed with me as well just because he's a hater. So, yeah, that's what happened. All right, Aaron, what's your Drew right. Lock pick? Before we get into Aaron's Drew Lock pick, let me real quick just recap uh, all of our scores. We haven't actually done this in a while, but let's recap the scores. Uh, I went 7-8. and eight. Uh, Aaron went 8-7. and seven. And Lemeter, I think this might be the first week Lemeter actually had the best record out of the three of us. You know, congratulations, Lemeter. Nine and six. Nine and six for Lemeter. But the total record is 126, uh, 69 and one for me, 119, 74 and one for Aaron, and 10785 for uh 107.85 and one for Lemeter. Double digits, baby. That's true. Yep. I got 69 losses. So, you know, nice. Just just wanted to say nice. All right. (laughs) Drew Lock pick. All right, well. You know, I have a team that has been playing very good recently against a team that has been kind of playing okay recently, but they've not been living up to their standards. I think Lemeter might like this one. I am taking the dog pound, Baker Goatfield, over the Baltimore Ravens. That is my Drew Lock pick this week. Wait, that, that's crazy to do. The, the Browns are favored too, that, that, or the Browns are underdogs. That, the, yeah, the Browns are underdogs. Yeah, the, Wait, I are think they? they're a two-and-a-half point dog. How? That's fucking crazy. Or one of the lines was, unless the line shifted, that's what I Wait. saw. Oh, shit. Current? Oh, so they're even right now currently, but uh, the look, uh, they're projected minus two and a half Baltimore. That's fucking crazy. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess, sure, we'll let Aaron. That's a fucking crazy. That's a crazy, crazy line. Dog pound. Oh, man. This is, a, this is a game that's must win for both teams, kind of, because the Browns need to win this if they want to get in the playoffs. And the, nah, Browns, and, um, Browns are only have three losses. They could afford two losses more. That's true, but but I think just a momentum type of thing. Like They need to beat yeah. this type of team. And then the Ravens really need to win it. So the Ravens have any chance of making the playoffs. They really need to go on a run right now. And I'm going to go with you. I like the Browns. I'm going to stick with the Browns. I think I went against Let's them go. for far too long. Uh, I'm going to go with the Browns. Lemeter. <laughs> you the Ravens, like, there's something wrong with you. No, I'm going with the Browns. Yes, sir. He's not. Right. He, he hates Lamar. Lemire would never in his life pick. Uh, would never pick the Ravens. Like I know. I'm, just just for the Ravens. This when I said there's something wrong with him. I just said he always goes against the Ravens, and if now he's going against the Ravens, you know he's just switching up. But, you know, hey, he's going Browns. I picked Dallas over the Ravens. Oh, speaking of which, I got the football team predict uh, uh, game correct. <laughs> yeah, but you got right. like so many other ones wrong. You pick like the Bengals over the or over the Ravens like one week too. Like that's like the, I mean you have so many shitty ones. I mean, it's still a loss. Like you got so many shitty ones where, like, you know, you you hit one, you can't all of a sudden be like, oh man, I'm fucking amazing. I'm fucking amazing. I'm the goat of picking. You're in last place, you know. Just gotta point that out. But I want to do something. We gotta revive something because we haven't done this in a while. The pick, pick. I'm like, I didn't even tell you guys we're gonna do this real quick. We just gotta do this real quick. 
we got to revive the pick pick. Yeah. This is a game that I've been looking forward to since pretty much um, a few weeks ago. I, I talked about this. I believe the Chargers are playing the Falcons this week. And this is an important mm. game. These are two teams in the fourth quarter that are just going to fucking like that. That's well, when it comes down to it. I don't know what's going to happen. Like the first three quarters, I, I don't know what's going to happen either. But that fourth quarter, legit anything. That's that's like that one game, that fourth quarter will be like a witching hour by itself. Just because like the lead will change so many fucking times because neither team can hold it. So I think it's only right to do the pick pick, bring it back. It's been really shitty lately, but we've got to bring out of retirement, Aaron, just for this one occasion. And Aaron, you know, you, you usually do it. Brain 1.00, you pick the sides. Brain is the Chargers. Okay, so that means 1.00 will be the Falcons. The Dirty Birds. All right, we flipped it. We're going with the Chargers. Brain, brain was the brain is the pick. We're going with the Chargers. Chargers over the Falcons. I'm not confident about that, to be honest. I'm not feeling good about that. <laughs> I'm going ATL. I, the pick pick is dead. It's deceased. It's in the ground. It's over with. It's been disproven. I'm going Falcons, baby. Okay. Same Dirty here. birds. Same, same, same. Oh, Lemina's a pick pick hater. We we we've already kind of <laughs> pick pick hater. And you, you know what, Aaron? I, I understand why you've lost, you know, you've lost confidence in the pick pick. I have to lie. That's why he's been retired the last two weeks. I'm going with the pick pick. I can't. I can't go against pick pick. Taking the charge. Oh, I'm go Herbert can't play any worse than he did, you know, last week. So that's, that's, I guess that's one good thing about it. But let's get into our last segment for this episode. We're going to do our three quarters award. I mean, that's kind of weird to say, but, uh, you know, we've done our half or our half the mid season awards. We did our quarter season awards. We're doing three quarter season awards now. Let's start off with the MVP. Um, let's do MVP yeah. last. Let's you go. Do MVP last because I feel like that honestly is not the even that's not, that one's not even that interesting anymore because I feel like we've come to a consistent. Yeah, I'm not wearing a certain jersey. Wait, but that I mean, okay. All right, come on. Be, why, why would he even let's be in the running right. for that? Why would he even be in the running <laughs> for that? Okay, that's fine. Offensive player of the year. Let's start off with that. Aaron, has your pick changed in any way? <sighs> it has changed. And to be honest, I'm pretty sure this is who I did not pick last time. I honestly, don't remember who I picked for this one last time. If I'm being honest, but you know. Buzz. I think let you picked Dalvin, Dalvin Cook. Cook. I think you picked Dalvin. Okay, Cook. well that's the same. I let Dalvin Cook. <laughs> let Dalvin Cook. What else do I say? I like that. I'm, I'm doubling down on that. I'm taking Dalvin Cook as well. I'm switching from Camara. Uh, Camara's been with Taysom Hill in the lineup. Camara just isn't putting up the same receiving numbers that he was with uh, Drew Brees. And uh, as much as I love Camara, and I love uh, you know the Saints who that nation, I'm going with Dalvin Cook. Lemeter. I'm flipping it from Dalvin. Two, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams has 13 touchdowns, 102.9 receiving cracker. 102.9 receiving yards Man. a game. He's been downright dominant. He's been oh. Man. amazing. That's, I, that's what I gotta say. DK's better. Right. Not good. All right. Uh yeah, let's get let's get into defensive player of the year. Uh, I'll go with that. I'm sticking. I picked Aaron Donald. I believe I, I started with Miles Garrett. Then I went to Aaron Donald. I will be sticking with Aaron Donald. I believe fullheartedly that if you take off Aaron Donald from the Los Angeles Rams, they would be a bad football team. He just is that much of an impact. And uh, yeah, Aaron Donald is my pick. Aaron. All right. Well, Aaron, I'm, I'm going with someone. <laughs> I would not be going with someone who has a really cool oh, name, man. such as Aaron. You know, my, I was going to make fun of Aaron Donald saying his two first names, but you know, my player also has two first names. That is Miles Garrett. I'm going with Miles Garrett. I mean, his sack numbers are ridiculous. I mean, he's just out there balling. He's terrorizing opposing O lines. I mean, the Browns. <laughs> I see what you did there. Terrorizing. Really I see. What, I see what you did there. You know, with yes. playing uh, yeah. Whack him. Hey, no, no. You know, he he's a new man. He's a, he he's a changed man. You know, he's, he's a new his, man. He does his poetry. He likes, he does his poetry. Calms he likes, down and you know, yeah. 
So design as well. Thumbs him down. Yeah. But yeah, he's balling. I'm going with Miles Garrett. I have faith, and I'm All part right. of the dog pound. Yeah. All right, Lemeter. I'm going with TJ Watt. He has the most sacks in the league, bad. and he has a pick, which the other two guys don't. So booyah. Fuck. Okay, that's not that's not bad. I, I, I'd rather you know I like the Steelers a little bit better than I like the Crackers at least. Let's get into our the rookies. You know, offensive rookie of the year, Lemeter. Start us off. Have you changed? That uh, I was a Justin Herbert guy, and Herbert. I really I, I was almost on the hey. Justin Jefferson Herbert. train, but I'm gonna go to Justin Jefferson. Yeah, he's been historic for a rookie year. He's only 400 yards off, 450 yards off uh, most receiving yards, and I think he can get it for a rookie. I mean, I disagree. I think Justin Herbert's on a. I mean, he's also. On, I, I don't disagree with that being because that's a fact, and he's on a historic pace. Justin Herbert's on a historic pace too. He's going to beat the touchdown record that Baker Mayfield's uh, uh, put. And yeah, he's also going to be. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say he might be, beat the yardage one as well. And um, it's just one bad game. I'm not going to, you know, the, the Patriots game. Bill Belichick is historically good against rookies and stuff like that. So I'm not going to put that one that much against him. I'll be going with it. You know, Justin Herbust. Aaron. All right. Well. I've been I've been Justin Jefferson, I believe, every single time we've done this, and I'm sticking with it. Justin Jefferson, he's balling. Look at him. Look at that man. He is, yeah. He's balling. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, no, no. There's no hey. I mean, that's a good pick, but I just think quarterbacks, you know, usually outweighs in that type of uh, You know what? We're ending like the quarterback bias today. We love our position players, man. Yes, like we that. love them. Quentin you know Nelson for I'm offensive saying, player no, of the I'm year. I'm saying well, Quentin Let's Nelson. Go. Oh, okay, I was I was gonna say you know, Mikhail Beckton taking him. My fucking uh, offensive rookie of the year. Fuck it. Mikhail Becton. Actually, I, I think Jedrick Wills has been better. Yeah, no, but I like his name better. I like Mikhail Becton better. It just sounds it just sounds cool. Uh, right, nice. Defensive rookie of the year. I will be going with Chase Young, the Predator. I've been kind of flip-flopping. I think he took Patrick Queen uh, last time, and I took uh, Chase Young in the beginning. Chase Young isn't putting up the stats tonight. If you put him numbers, he's not, but he just you see him when you watch him play, that he contributes to that. We saw against the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, he contributed to a fourth down stop and stuff like that. It's just the team wouldn't be the same, and we saw that when he was a little bit injured and stuff like that. The, the defensive line wasn't anywhere as good as they are like playing right now, and a, a big reason to why the Washington football team could potentially go on a run would be Chase Young, you know, the Predator. Aaron. If this is the rookie of the year award, it has been chased down for Chase Young. Go. I, I agree with everything you said. He's not, he's not putting up the numbers. You know, with Joey Burrow out now out of the running, I think I think this is Chase Young's award. You mean, uh, wait, 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 Aaron, who's that? Wait, who's that? Oh, oh, wait. That linebacker? Oh, shit, fuck, he's the linebacker. Yeah, no, I was thinking of, I don't know why, but I, for some reason, no, he might have been a quarterback. Wait, hold on. No, no, but that's Ryan Finley. That's Ryan Finley. No, no, but Ryan Finley's a quarterback. Then. <laughs> I can't believe we got right. Ryan Finley and Joe Burrow mixed up. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I don't know how I got it mixed up. I don't know. All right, let me do all right, I'm currently looking at the list, and I'm looking at who the best rookie NFL safety is. It's not Antoine Winfield Jr. It is not Jeremy Chin. It is actually Julian Blackman, and he is my favorite for the defensive oh, rookie of the year. I know that's how you do it. Horseshoes. I don't know how you, how you yeah. do it. Yeah, he has how many picks? Two picks, <laughs> six pass deflections, a forced fumble, Zero sacks and two tackles for locks. Ooh. You don't have to bring up right, zero uh, sacks. Dude, yeah, I'm Mr. <laughs> PFF here. All right. <laughs> Let's get into where we Lemeter wanted to add this award. I think this is a good award too to add. We haven't talked about it um last time, last couple times. Uh comeback player of the year. This is a, like an award that's usually only really in, in the NFL. I don't think the NBA has that Aaron. Uh went to baseball? Jimmy Garoppolo last baseball year. Have that, uh, I don't think baseball has Does it. Does baseball have it? If it does, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, Lemeter, who's your comeback player of the year? 
Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo for last year. No, just kidding. Uh, oh, Alex wow. Smith, without a Jimmy doubt. Jimmy Garoppolo for hooking up the Niners with giving him an elite quarterback like you think Mullins. Without a doubt, Alex Smith, though. It's tremendous what he's done to get back on the field. I respect him a lot. All right. Yeah, no, fuck that. I'm going with Big Ben. Nobody's bigger than Ben. Uh, he, he put out a whole YouTube documentary about how his elbow was so fucked, man. Like, that was just so touching. And uh, Big Ben, every play, every drive, he goes on the sideline, and he always gets injured somehow. He's always holding his knee or something. And he got COVID one time just because he didn't want to practice and stuff like that. Then he got off the COVID list. Then he wanted to get back on the COVID list. It's just the craziest thing. Big Ben really just, you know, goes through adversity, uh, takes it, you know, one, one step at a time. And, uh, yeah, if Big Ben could honestly just wear a walking boot on, you know, if he could put cleats onto a walking boot, uh, onto a walking boot, I bet Big Ben would. And he would play with him. And uh, that's why, you know, nobody's bigger than Ben. And I'll be going with Alex Smith. Yeah, that's the end of that. Aaron, go ahead. All right, you know, my comeback player of the year is Antonio Brown. No, I'm just kidding. Cut that out. Cut that out. That was a joke. That was fucking a, go. Yeah. Let's fucking go. That's what I was – I'm switching mine to fucking AB. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, 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 no. Okay. <clears throat> can you, can you? Aaron, what's your comeback player of the year? Aaron, what's my your comeback? comeback? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, uh, my comeback player of the year is Alex Smith. Fuck, fuck. Okay, well, it's Alex Smith. I mean, like, what he's gone through, it's, it's amazing. Like, his journey back, like, I didn't even know how, like, I knew, like, how, like, he almost died. But I did not know the bone was outside of was his leg amputated. and his flesh was, like, yeah. rotting. I was like, oh, my God. Like, when I heard about that, like, oh, jeez. And just for him, like, I wouldn't even care. If he, like, threw, like, 37 interceptions this year, like, I wouldn't have cared. I still would have given it to him just even making it back onto the field. But now he's actually playing good. So it just gives me more of an excuse to put his name down here. So there's that. They should they should honestly name the award the Alex Smith Award. For Big Ben. Oh. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Alex Smith too. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to just talk about injuries in general, I mean, I don't know how – if you talk injuries, Big Ben, I mean, it's almost synonymous. All right, if Alex Smith our... gets robbed, it's going to be as big of a robbery as Jimmy Garoppolo uh, – Ryan Tannehill robbed Jimmy Garoppolo last year. No, no, I mean, that I makes sense because, you know, big. well, no, 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 yeah, no, because Ryan Tannehill really went through a lot, if you think about it. I mean, Adam Gase. He went through Adam Gase. Yeah, like, that's, Ugh. I mean, that's that's hard, uh-huh. yeah. Just saying that makes me shiver. I mean, I, honestly, you know what, let me know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw, I'm going to throw out a, a new name. I'm going to throw out, um, who's the receiver on the Panthers? Uh, what's it? Robbie Anderson. I'll be taking, you know, Robbie Anderson, used to play in the Jets, Adam Gase coach Jets. He just, you know, he left there and now he's pretty, playing pretty good. So I will be actually switching up my pick. I will be going with <laughs> comeback player of the year, Robbie Anderson. Thank you, Aaron. All right, let's get into our MVP. You know, that this is a very, you know, I don't think this is that hard. You know, I'm switching it. I've been going Russ for a while now. And it's just one guy who's undeniably the greatest quarterback of all time. The strongest arm in the league. The best State Farm commercials. Mm. Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, you know, puts ketchup on a steak. Is there anything else I got to say? That's really his only, his only downside is that he put ketchup on a steak. That's really it. That's the only thing that I can say that's bad about Patrick Mahomes. Aaron. Well, you know, you know, I, I have to say I am a pat sexual, and I sure hope it's mutual. But oh, me too. You know, I, I, I've had I've had Mahomes since we. I think the first time we did this, I've had Mahomes. I think no, no, I you must have, have Russell. Yes. I must have Russell. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, you did have Russell the first time, and then you switched to Mahomes. Yeah, for their yeah, mid- for because I feel like, yeah, because because yeah, Mahomes just the interception numbers aren't there, and Russell Wilson, you know, he's kind of declined a little bit. I mean, not like his overall play, but just this year, he's kind of gone down the recent weeks. You know, Mahomes, he's, I mean, hey, this guy's sticking to it, so I got Patty. Patty. All right, like Boas said, I have the greatest quarterback of all time, the strongest oh, no. arm Don't in the it. league. Don't do it. Whoa, Don't wait, what the fuck? Wait, why is the meter away? I can't <laughs> the best state <laughs> farm commercials. Disc- wait, Mr. Discount, so, wait, wait, wait. double check. Patrick Aaron Rodgers. 
Woo. Uh, yeah, yeah, wait, real quick. Let's cut this part out, Aaron. Let's cut this part out. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna dump it over. Wait, Aaron, 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 bring that back the robot. Bring back the Seattle Seahawks uh, when he gets hacked. I mean, yeah, you have to turn off his video. Yeah, yeah, let me do, let me do. Say, say it again. Wait, wait, we didn't hear you. Let me do. Can you say Mr. it again? Mr. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron, go. Aaron, this is your chance, Aaron. You have to go. Aaron, go. Fuck, I was on mute. Patrick Mahomes. I pick Patrick Mahomes. I love Patty. Patty Mahomes. Yes. Yes, please, Patty. MVP, Patty. I love you, Patty Mahomes. Oh, that's pretty, that's oh man. We all pick Let me Mahomes. Yeah. Oh, nice. We all pick Mahomes. I, yeah, I love Patty, too. I mean, fuck. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I don't know why I keep pointing at that, you know, that gross green cracker jersey, but uh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes is my favorite. <laughs> but oh. I see you wearing the red hoodie for Patrick Mahomes for the Chiefs, the Kansas City Chiefs. I see that red hoodie, so I respect that. I see that. I catch what you know. I catch what you're, what you're putting down. Uh, Lemire, I see what you're putting down. So yeah, I mean that, that that's that's our three quarters season. That's such a weird name to say. Three quarters season, seventy five percent season. If it works, it works. Yeah, yeah, it does. A three quarters, seventy five percent. I don't know how how however you want to say it. Uh, season awards, and yeah, this is our episode. So a fun one. Thanks so much to uh, Ramblin' Fan for coming on. This was a fun episode, and yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. A's twenty twenty one World Series champions. I called it now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the moment you have all been waiting for. We're gonna give you know we're gonna announce who won the giveaway. Which you know if you didn't do you know kind of on you. Yeah, you kind of fucked up there. But these are going to be some very cool prizes. You know, first place, second place, we'll get their choice of either uh, a Chad Johnson signed jersey or a Frank Gore signed jersey. And we even added in a third place winner. We'll get a mystery item that, you know, if you get it, put it on um, Instagram and Twitter. Shout out to everybody because I think it's still pretty cool. Maybe not as cool as the first and second place, though. So without further ado, let's get into it, Lemeter. We already did the spinning. We already did kind of the drawing and all that. So I, everybody who entered, thank you so much. But let's get into thank it. Thank you for participating. Lemeter. We love you. We do love you. Who got the third place? All right. This is a Twitter user, and the at is Z-L-O-L-D-J. So I'm assuming, wait, let's see. It's Zachy Lloyd, I think. Yeah, if the, I think I, hopefully, hopefully I pronounced the name right. If not, my bad. Congrats to Zachy. No, I mean, he gets a cool gift, so it's all, it's all good. You know, it works out. <laughs> Give him up his yeah. name. It, it works out. It works out. But let's get into the more interesting one. Our second place winner, who, you know, will get the other gifts. So the first place we get to choose between uh, Chad Johnson or Frank Gore. Ocho Cinco. Uh, or uh, Frankie sorry. G. Frankie G. Frank the Tank. I don't know how you want to say it. Yeah. Second place. Inconvenient get, truth. Yeah. The second place will get whoever the first place didn't want. So, you know, it's still pretty cool. All right. Second place. I'll be saying who that is. Drum roll. At page underscore Dax on Instagram. And I believe his name was Daxton. I think that's, yeah. I think that's what it is. So congratulations. Congratulations, Daxton. Yeah. At page underscore Dax on Instagram. Congrats, man. I don't know what jersey you're going to get, but uh, going to be cool regardless. But now, this is really the moment of truth. You know, we've been saying what you've been waiting for. The past two weeks have all culminated. You know, we did a pickup contest. We did it on Instagram. We did it on Twitter. Who, you know, who actually won it? You know, everybody, everyone tried to enter. A lot of people tried to enter. But who actually won it? Instagram user at... Mike Adams, 42. Congratulations. And this guy, I think, went into like, got second or third place in our pick yeah. contest, too. So, yeah. Congrats, congrats Mike. Dude. Congrats, dude. Yeah, we're going to see what happens. But, uh, yeah, we're going to see what jersey you want. But congrats at Mike Adams. Um, yeah, if you see this, everybody who just won, please DM us, and we will get back to you, and we'll, you know, get your shipping information. We'll try to ship it out to you as fast as possible. But, yeah, thank you guys so much for entering this giveaway. 
it was a lot of fun. We did a whole pick'em contest and we kind of flip-flopped and we did just their traditional type of giveaway. It was still fun. We love you guys. Thank you guys for watching this episode. Thank you guys for supporting us. And we'll catch you guys next week. Peace. Peace.